Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Justin Kinner with you here, bringing you another week's edition of the podcast. And this week, not one, but two separate recordings that we are releasing for you, of course. It's our ESPNU preview show. Our ESPNU matchup this week features two of the top four teams in the Horizon League. The number two team in the conference record, and st- I should say standings-wise, the Youngstown State Penguins. They've won three straight. They're coming off of a huge blowout win against Northern Kentucky, and they're looking to take that momentum back on the road to take on the number four team in the Horizon League standings-wise, the Wright State Raiders. Of course, this is the second matchup of the two, a 10-point win back in early January. The Penguins got over the Raiders at home. The Raiders looking for a big win at home to get the return game. And, of course, two teams both uh, winning three straight heading into this matchup. This is going to be a good one on Thursday night, 9 o'clock the tip-off on ESPNU. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, it's the last day in January or it's the first day in February. But the one thing about the Horizon League is that March starts here in Indianapolis. The Barbasol Horizon League Basketball Championships will take place at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum on March 11th and 12th in Indy with trips to the NCAA tournament on the line. Follow your Horizon League NCAA uh, men and women's basketball teams on campus during first round and quarterfinal games before joining them in Indy for a major experience in the semifinals and championship rounds. Visit horizonleague.com slash Indy for more details. All right, so we have had a, we had a chance to catch up with Rob Schmidt, the voice of the Youngstown State Penguins. He gave us the Penguins' perspective, and I want to keep it rolling. We're going to talk to the longtime voice of the Wright State Raiders, Mr. Chris Collins. And Chris Collins joins us now. Chris, welcome in to Reach the Horizon. Justin, uh, great to be with you. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. You know, I never see you. Actually, that's not true. I've been uh, calling games with you all season. So, uh, you know, when I said I had to bring the right state perspective, I, I had to bring you on, not to give my perspective. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> all right. Um, and you're doing a great job also. Oh, it's been a lot of fun. The league has been fun this season. I mean, it's a very deep league, no doubt about it. But two of the top four teams going head-to-head. Now we're going to start to see some of that separation in the league because pretty much everyone's played, almost everyone's played, almost everybody. You're getting a lot of return games now. This is the second time these two teams have played, Chris. Obviously, for Wright State, things didn't go so well the last time. In fact, it was a very close game back and forth. Youngstown, though, goes on a huge run late, and Wright State, the offense, who that's what they're known for. They average about 90 points a game in league play. The offense went cold on the road at Youngstown State, but they were going to rely on the offense on Thursday night. This is going to be a good one, especially on ESPNU, Wright State, Youngstown State, the return game at the Nutter Center. Uh, yeah, it will be. And unfortunately, I was not there. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you were calling the game on your own. But, you know, looking back over the box score, uh, it just looks like Wright State ran out of gas. But, you know, I will say this. Jerry Calhoun and his Youngstown State team have gotten better every year that he has been there. Uh, they primarily use that uh, transfer portal. And let's be honest, it's very difficult 
to be able to get team chemistry with the type of people you're bringing in. So you have to give the head coach and their staff a lot of credit up to this point, uh, the season that they have had. But, you know, it was their offense in that second half. What, 49 points in the second half against Wright State. You know, Wright State in the second half actually shot better, uh, 41% to 39 than they did in the first half. Uh, but they missed one of seven on threes. Uh, and, you know, the free throws were pretty much even in that game. But, you know, Justin, we were talking earlier, you know, a big difference in that game was Gabe Dines, the seven foot one center, whoever he, what he's listed at, seven one, seven two, whatever. <laughs> he gave the Raiders some problems because, let's face it, Wright State's offense begins inside and goes outside. And you look in that game, uh, the, the leading score for Wright State was Alex Hubert with 20 points. Trey Calvin, I say, held to 16. Uh, A.J. Braun had 12, and Tanner Holden, you know, had 11. But uh, you look at Holden's numbers in that game. He was just 4 out of 13, and Trey Calvin was 6 out of 17. So you give the Youngstown State credit uh, for the defense they did on the Raiders' top two scores. But it's going to be an interesting matchup coming up uh, on Thursday uh, at the Nutter Center because uh, – uh, it'll be a different atmosphere than it was up at Youngstown State. Yeah, Wright State's on an interesting stretch right now. They've won three straight. And, you know, I remember after the loss against Green Bay, it didn't feel like the season was over, but it just felt like there was just a like a flat tire almost. It just felt like, all right, that something has to change, something has to happen. And it felt like a must-win game in that Milwaukee game at the Nutter Center. And Wright State came out and arguably played their most complete game from tip-off to the final buzzer that they played all season. It was a great rebound game, a, a great response to adversity after that loss against uh, Green Bay. And things have been flowing well ever since. Of course, they got the big road win uh, against Cleveland State, the come-from-behind win, down double digits at half, having to win in overtime, a career high from Alex Hubrix, a big performance from Trey Calvin, They uh, ending their 18-game win streak at home, of course. Then, of course, that little weird trap game against IUPUI over the weekend, but they've won three straight heading in, and the Horizon League preseason player of the year just was named the Horizon League player of the week after back-to-back 27-point performances Trey Calvin has just been playing lights out over the last, uh, you know, over the last week or two, really all season. But he has been very consistent over this last stretch, uh, and, and that's one reason the Raiders have been able to to get back on track. And they're going to need him big time at home against the Penguins on Thursday. Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, <clears throat> Coach Nagy continues to tell his team we've just got to be better defensively and a lot tougher. Uh, Youngstown State is a team that comes in; they score a lot of points, also, uh, and also their defense. At least you look at points allowed is a lot less than in Wright State at this point. But Youngstown State's record, though, they are very difficult to beat at home. Uh, however, they've been susceptible to some teams, but they played some close games, you know, on the road. And I'm talking about in Horizon League play, you know, at this point. But uh, I think for the Raiders uh, to, to, to win this game tomorrow night, uh, they're going to have to rebound well. And they're going to also have to limit the turnovers. You know, Justin, you were there at the game. Wright State actually protected the ball well in that game. They only turned it over six times. But here of late, uh, the Cleveland State game and IEPUI, double-digit turnovers, and that's concerning to Coach Nagy at this point. Yeah, and especially you know having you know being at home, having the home crowd behind them is going to be huge. One other element about this game that's odd too is it's a it's another 9 p.m. tip-off. Now the only reason that's significant, and I know uh, you've talked with Coach Nagy about this, he brought it up in the post game the last time these two teams played uh, when I had the call for that one. 
you know, Coach Nagy has coached for decades. He has been around quite a while. And he said that was the first time he had coached a road game with the 9 p.m. tip-off and just how different, how it throws off your complete schedule. You know, these guys are program-oriented, right? Like they're just, they have an itinerary and they stick to it. And it definitely throws you off having to sit around in a hotel all day. They had to do that against Youngstown last time. At least they're going to be at home this time where they're more comfortable for you, you've called games for a long time. How many 9 p.m. games have you called? I talked with Rob Schmidt about this. You know, we talk about how it throws the players off, but even broadcasters, you feel it too. It definitely throws a wrinkle in how you prepare for a game timing-wise throughout the day. Yeah, there have been quite a few, you know, Justin. Obviously, I'm sure I didn't hear, you know, Rob's comments, but, uh, yeah, it's tough because you get yourself prepared. You get, you get into, uh, you know, a rhythm of, uh, you know, just routine, and you sit around and you wait, you sit around and you wait, and, you know, not only a 9 p.m. game, but there have been in the past we've had to wait because of double headers, you know, <laughs> a women's game beforehand that throws you off the teams. And, you know, they're just outside waiting to get in to be able to play. The, you're going to see that again, though, once you get into the tournament. I mean, the, I remember up at, uh, I believe it was not Joe Lewis Arena, but up at Little Caesars uh, before the Raiders uh, a semifinal game in the Horizon League tournament. Uh, you had uh, Wright State and uh, Northern Kentucky. I believe just waiting in the in the wings outside in the hallway. Just everybody with this nervous energy, you know, just trying to get out there to get stretched and get ready to go. So that from the from that standpoint, that's where the mental toughness comes in. You have to be mentally focused and to be able to put up with those distractions in order to go out and perform at the level that you know you can. So yeah, it, it, it is difficult. You know, I'm sure people don't really care about what broadcasters think about having the routine, but you know, for the players and the coaches themselves, you know, it's a real test of their mental toughness. Oh, no doubt. And I brought up just how broadcasters feel it. So if we feel it, you know that the players oh, yeah. and the coaches and, and, and they like to stick to their routine, their pregame routines and all that. So, uh, But that's something both teams will experience for the second time going up against one another coming up on Thursday night. ESPNU, um, Horizon League Basketball. Excited for this one, of course. One thing, again, the return game, this time at the Nutter Center, you just mentioned it a little bit ago, how dominant Youngstown's been at home. They're 11-1 and at home, uh, but they've been more uh, you know, vulnerable on the road, and that's just college basketball. I mean, that's just how it works. But with Youngstown going on the road, Wright State having a chance to protect their home court, they've played a lot of games on the road. The fact that they're top four in the league right now, the fact that they're 7-3 and three in conference play, when you really sit back and look at it, it's actually pretty fascinating. Seven of their first uh, 11 games in Horizon League play have been on the road. That is pretty insane when you look at where they're at right now in Horizon League play to be sitting where they're at in fourth in the Horizon. But the good thing for Wright State, Chris, they're going to be playing at home a lot to close out the season while a lot of the top teams are trying to close out their regular season on the road. Uh, yeah, you're right. And you look at the standings right now, and you, you mentioned about how things bunched up and maybe they'll kind of uh, separate a little bit. Well, for Wright State, they've got two games left with NKU, two games left with Oakland, two games left with Detroit Mercy, and uh, a game left with what, Robert Morris uh, in addition to another uh, down the stretch. But like you said, most of those are at home. Now, you got long Youngstown State schedule. Uh, they still have two games remaining with league-leading Green Bay. Uh, before the end of the season. So it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out between those two teams, you know, and also Oakland, you know, in the mix because the Raiders, as I mentioned, have to play them twice. So it's going to be a very exciting finish uh, in the month of February into March uh, in the Horizon League. 
All right, Chris Collins, the voice of the Wright State Raiders, our guest on this week's Reach the Horizon, uh, the official podcast of the Horizon League. It's our ESPNU preview show, the Youngstown State Penguins, number two in the Horizon League. When you look at the standings and how they shape out right now, Green Bay, nine and three, uh, sitting at the top. Youngstown State, eight and three. Oakland, eight and three. Uh, and Youngstown State, they've actually dropped a, a couple games to Oakland already. And then there's Wright State at seven and four. I said seven and three, or there's seven and four. Uh, in conference play uh those are your top four and chris we've talked about this too the importance of just fighting to stay in that top four spot just because the significance of the tournament format first round teams or top four teams get a first round bye and get to host a quarterfinal game it's all about getting to indianapolis getting to the final four for the horizon league semifinals and championships of course that's really what this is all about and uh continue to compete and for seeding is very important yeah, absolutely. I mean, really, the way you have to look at it is, I know it's a cliche, but one game at a time. You can only control what you do on the floor, the wins, if you can continue to get wins. You know you're going to be in that position. But you mentioned the top four right now, but then you look below them. There are a lot of teams still knocking on the door. Uh, teams like Cleveland State, you know, Northern Kentucky, who's, you know, been there, you know, before. You know, you can't count out Robert Morris, Purdue, Fort Wayne. So that's why it's going to be so interesting to see what happens you know, during the month of February as we kick it into the gear, the stretch drive, you know, to the to the tournament. But it, it, the importance of being in the top four, yeah, you get, you know, you, you, you'll get a quarterfinal game, you know, at home. You'll get that. And if you can win that game, you get to Indianapolis where anything can happen. We've talked about that many times, you know, Justin. So I think it's very important. I think every team, every staff knows that. And that's why it's going to be very interesting to watch these games uh, throughout the month of February into March. Yeah, no disrespect to IUPUI or Detroit, but technically those are the only two teams who are kind of out of the conversation right now um, as far as that's concerned. And that's no disrespect to them. That's just the re- – I mean, a 2-10 and 10 IUPUI and an 0-11 in Horizon League played Detroit team. But Robert Morris is sitting there at number nine. They're only three games back of the top spot. Now, I, I don't think many people are, are saying, okay, that team's going to come back and win the league, but they're not out of it mathematically. You know, Milwaukee's sitting there in the eighth spot. Only two games separate them in the top spot. So this is far from over. Just when we think we have it all figured out, um, the teams at the bottom could be sitting at the top when the, uh, by the time we wrap up a short month of February. Well, yeah, it is. And I, and I don't think too many people are surprised. You know, preseason, we've talked about, you know, who, who's good, who isn't. You really don't know because of the transfer portal, you know, and also uh, other, you know, changes that you have with coaching staffs. You know, so you don't know going into it. But, which, you know, kind of told me, I mean, people were asking me, and I said, you know, usually it's five or six teams, you know, have that opportunity to, to win. And once we've had a good look at just about everybody, although the Raiders have not seen Oakland, Detroit, Mercy, as you said, you know, uh, already, you know, this year at NKU, I mean, we have been able to watch them, you know, on ESPN Plus or, you know, listen to their games. But uh, you get a pretty good idea who's going to be where. And, and I'll be honest with you, uh, Justin, uh, and like you said, no disrespect to IUPUI and uh, Detroit Mercy, you better be ready to play when you do play them because, let's face it, they've got nothing to lose. You know, if you're not ready to play against those teams, you know, you could drop a game. But as far as everyone else is concerned, you definitely have to be focused because uh, they're out to get you. You know, and, uh, that, and you know what, as a fan, you'd really, you really like that. I mean, wouldn't you like to see better competition? And not, not only that, as the players themselves, and also for the team who comes out of this mess with the NCAA bid, you know, they're going to be ready to go to the NCAA tournament ready to play.
Yeah, battle-tested, uh, no doubt. And you talked about uh, the IUPUI, the Detroits, although may not be playing for anything of significance moving forward, but they would love to ruin some. They would love to, you know, they would love to ruin some seasons. You know, hey, if our if we're going to have to struggle through this season, we would love to make you struggle too. We saw them nearly take care of Wright State. The Wright State started to run away with it. They had an 18 or 17 point lead or whatever, uh, and it looked like they were about to pull away. And then all of a sudden, they're holding on for dear life. Uh, you know, Indiana Farmers Coliseum this past weekend. So we called that game. We saw it up close and personal you're right chris those teams you can't uh, overlook them because they're just waiting they're looking for they have a lot of trap games coming up and they would love to come out on the winning side no doubt so and it will be close, interesting as close as the standings show right now you definitely don't want to lose to a team that's that far back you know in the standings so everybody has to be ready to go and give it their best all right chris Wright state youngstown state a big one on thursday night espnu uh, 9 o'clock, uh, the tip-off. Your final thoughts on this matchup. It's a big one for both teams. Youngstown trying to solidify. You know, they're, they're, they've come off a 30-point win against Northern Kentucky. I mean, that, that got the league's attention, no doubt. But if they could follow it up with another win against Wright State, now they've put a lot of college basketball on notice, too. If you're Wright State, you're kind of hovering right there in the middle. No one's, uh, you know, counting you out, but no one's looking at you with the same threat that they have over the last couple of years. But you knock off Youngstown, now all of a sudden Wright State's won four straight. They knock off Youngstown. Now people are looking at them in a different light. There's a lot on the line on this game tomorrow or Thursday night. It's going to be a high-impact game, a lot on the line, no doubt. Yeah, to this point, it is probably the biggest game in the Horizon League when you consider all the things, the factors that, you know, you brought up, Justin. And, you know, I think uh, really a key in this game is going to be, you know, Wright State's intensity, you know, for the defensive side because for the most part they've been offensively, you know, they've been able to score on just about every opponent, you know, this year. Uh, even though their records, uh, you know, coming into the game is 12-10 uh, and 10 and 7-4 and four in the Horizon League. They have played some, you know, some close games. But it's going to be really important for them to have that intensity and also – bring that intensity to the defensive boards because Youngstown State, like Cleveland State, is a very physical team, especially on the offensive boards. They have a lot of balance. You just can't key on two or three players, you know, offensively. So, you know, they're a team that's going to be very difficult to play. And I think from a, if you're an objective fan and you're just looking at the game, you know, national television or listening to the game, you know, we're, I think we're in for a good one. And it's going to be very interesting to see this contest and see how it comes out. Of course, uh, you mentioned how important it is for either team to get the win, and I think that's in the back of their minds as they prepare for this one. All right, good stuff. Longtime voice of the Wright State Raiders, Chris Collins, uh, our guest on this week's edition of Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Chris, we thank you for your time. All right, we'll see you soon, Justin.